Welcome to And Almost Starring, the show where each week we take a film and break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And there can be only one, unless you count Highlander 2 The Quickening and Highlander 3 The Final Dimension, Highlander Endgame, Highlander The Source, the anime Highlander The Search for Vengeance, the 119 (laughs) episodes of Highlander The TV Series, or the 40 episodes of Highlander The Animated Series. That's right, we're looking at Highlander. For better or for worse, out there is a universe where it may seem bizarre, but they were almost starring. Amy Joe, how are you doing today? Hey, yeah. I really quibble. <laughs> with and coming soon this... to a Broadway theater near you, Highlander, and oh. uh, all singing, all dancing, mu- all sword swinging, musical. Look, I'm done, Brigadoon. Um, <laughs> Brigadoon needs more sword fights. There's, I mean, there's a full sword wedding dance, you know. Um, and yeah, but they don't need to be dancing over those swords. They need to be they picking need up to those swords and lopping off heads. and beheading Harry Beaton. Yeah. That's yeah. how we solve this Act Two problem, Brigadoon. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I, okay. Okay. Uh, now there can be only one what, Jeff? Well, one final immortal. Yeah, there can only be one immortal. One prize winner. One p- winner of the prize. They, I yeah. mean, why don't they say only one can win the prize? Well, I think that's just this is the abbreviation of that. Yeah, like, we don't you know have time to keep saying Confusing. only one can win the prize. I've watched this movie three or four times now. Mm-hmm. This last viewing was Lucky. the. F- <laughs> As opposed to nine or ten, um, <laughs> this uh, this is the first time, and because I was looking for it, where mm-hmm. I was like, "Wait, are they all Highlanders?" It doesn't make sense. He's the only one from the Highlands, and right. watching it, it's like, "No, he's definitely the only Highlander." They don't have a name for their special whatevers. They are uh, just the important. Well, they're they're all just as Sean Connery says, "We are brothers." They're just brothers in immortal arms. Sorry, you I'm know, sprain my eyeballs from rolling them. I might. Well, don't head. sprain your eyes. That doesn't sound. You're right. Not worth it over this. Anyway, I'm well, Jeff. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing great. Uh, So, listener, don't forget to like, subscribe, write a review if you haven't done so already. Tell a friend. Share the love. It all helps. Thanks so much. Um, We are, of course, still in our dog days month here. Woof. Boy, are we ever. The temp is gross outside. It's been humid and disgusting. And what better way to celebrate that than with some silly, stupid films? Than with some limp 1980s wigs. Oh, man. Yeah. Not great wigs. Not great wigs. I was like, you know, I know they're trying to make the 80s in New York look like what the 80s in New York were, but this wig they have them in, why? Wait, which wig are you talking about? I'm talking about the 80s one. In New York? Yeah. I don't, that's a, you think that's a wig? Well, however they styled him. I think that's just, that's just, uh, that's just his hair. Regardless, they should have given him a cut. Now back the his wig back now, in Now, Highland at least times. that's a capital W wig. Oh, oh, I mean, it's oh, terrible. It's terrible, but it looks more flattering on him than this, like, almost page boy situation <laughs> that's just, like, limp and wavy and makes him look... I mean, it's not great, but that I feel like that's how most... That's how 80% of coat, guys looked in the 80s. I know, but like, he's a, in a movie. He's starring in a movie. Sorry, I mean I mean guys in 80s movies Ugh. had this hair. No thanks. He <laughs> looks like a person Perv, and then he's wearing a trench coat three quarters of the time he's in the 80s. Big perv mood with yeah. this uh, strong trench perv coat. Mood. Yeah. 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 Uh, and don't forget, listener, uh, 
that uh, to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash and almost starring uh, this month instead of another silly old dog days episode, we're doing a full length watch along commentary on Jaws, the yeah. good movie, the good yeah. movie in the Jaws franchise, the only good movie yeah. in the Jaws franchise. Yes, and we have a grand old time watching that, getting a little spooked and scared of some sharks and uh, breaking down everyone who almost starred in that amazing classic movie. But right now we're here to talk about a different amazing classic movie. Highlander came out on March 7th, 1986, and was directed by Russell Malky, uh, who's before this was probably best known. He's directed a lot of music videos for Elton John, Billy Joel, Duran Duran, uh, and would go on to direct um, Highlander 2 and uh, Ricochet with Denzel and John Lithgow, which is a great bananas 90s action movie. Yes, that's very silly. And Highlander was written by Gregory Wyden, Peter Bellwood, and Larry Ferguson. Amy Jo, what's your experience with that Highlander? You've seen it three or four times. This must be like your favorite movie. She's decided to opt out of the rest of the episode. She's just going to stare silently, and I'm going to fill in the rest of the audio for the remaining uh, 90 minutes of this ep, y'all. We'll, we'll get a few uh, from Amy Joe, but she's giving me a face as if she's like, you know what? How I'm dare. <laughs> How dare. Um, yeah, I've seen it. We watched it like bad movie situation. I think You've the first only time seen I saw it, it in the scenario of watching it either for this podcast or yes. watching it with friends. To be to, watching a silly, dumb, yes. fun, Hundo. bad um, time watch. I think the first time I saw it was in the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, that was the first time I'd ever seen it, too. And you know what? There is stuff to enjoy about it, but at, at not it's too long. There's a lot of great ideas here yes. for a movie. I mean, in terms of like just creating a new, you know, mythology for a film, as so many of these of these types of like fantasy yeah, movies that start with this, like this fantasy type, whatever. Even though we're modern fantasy, yeah, um, it is still like okay, what are the rules of our world? And there's like some interesting stuff. Just having like we're modern day in New York '80s, and we're having like guys swinging, having sword fights in grody in '80s New York below Madison Square Garden. Yeah, is great, great jumping off point. To, like Absolutely. I could see you selling the movie on that. that and you there, have, yeah, modern day sword fights, and here's Sean Connery in a peacock. Yeah, co- some cloak. of the styling is really cool, and some of the ideas are yeah as you say good but it's bloated and Mm. confusing oh you know speaking of confusing yeah for the longest i had conflated this with outlander which Uh is also like a time travel scotland situation which i never read but my mom had all those books growing up and they were like the big books so they like sat on the shelf and i was always like asking her what they were about Mm -hmm. and like then then there was the tv series so what i i kind of thought Highlander was Outlander. Yeah. And that is well, not both featuring the case. a Scotsman. Yep. Uh, and both featuring some sexy times. Yes. <laughs> yes. Outlander, more so known for, you know, their yeah. uh their hot then steamy sex the scenes post awful to sex scene our full-blown 80s. We are Ugh. licking nipples in this sex Ew, scene, y'all. Uh, it is it's uh, in full silhouette, like that poor wild. actress. Woof. All right. I mean, at least it's in full silhouette. It could have just been like harsh fluorescent lighting. Oh, that's true. On I just I more buns than the way away. that it's lit. There's yeah. no you <laughs> see that's what's happening. <gasps> uh, so spoilers ahead. If you haven't seen Highlander, you haven't seen it in a while. Here's a brief 
ish synopsis. The plot it, won't make more sense once you watch it, so no, you're well, fine. Here, I, I kind of want to just go in chronological order for the most part because oh, it yeah, dips and bops yes. around in time so much that's almost impossible Do, t- yes. for me to get any sense of momentum. It tends to go along two linear, for the right, most part, right. two linear parallel, uh, not parallel, two linear timelines, but one is like in ancient Scotland and one is in quote unquote present day New present York day, in the 80s. 80s New York, yeah. yeah. Back back in the day, Connor McLeod, he's he's a Highlander, he's part of these Scottish clansmen, uh, and he gets presumably killed by Clancy Brown as the Kurgan who really wants to kill him for specifically for MVP, some reason. MVP, best part of the film. He oh, he's great. Clancy Brown is always the best always part. Always the best. Uh but Connor McLeod, he doesn't die. And the village is like, you're you got the devil in you, and they kick him out, but it turns out he meets Sean Connery, who's like, You're not the a devil, you're an immortal like okay, me. Okay, wait, quick pause to say there's a few Scots in this movie, but on the whole, most of the people doing Scottish accents are not Scots. And they then did. the Film in Scotland, they had a ton no, of Scottish did. extras, so I, I wouldn't yes, be surprised. But I but, mean, like yeah. the the actress playing Heather is English, and mm-hmm. then Connor is he's French, he's Swiss. Christopher Lambert, yeah. Belgium? I mean, as the character says, he's he's uh, where are you from? Different Lo- places, lots of different places. In a very Elizabeth Berkeley and Showgirls yeah. move. He was me born. Malone. He was born in the states. Ed moved to Geneva. Oh, so he, so he Swiss. studied there from two until twelve, and at twelve he moved to Paris. Okay. And then he was he was living in there and he acted in a few French films. Then he got cast in a Tarzan movie in the early 80s with Ian Holm, Andy McDowell and Ralph Richardson. And that's what helped get him Highlander, which is his like second English language right. movie. So, yes. So French person doing a Scottish accent. That, that's not a, a clean one to one. But the audacity to have arguably one of the world's most famous <laughs> Scots... Play a Spaniard slash Egyptian? Yeah. It come to Scotland. Ramirez. Come to Scotland. Juan like, Sanchez. Oh, yes, Scott. Ramirez. It's just, it boggles the mind. Ah, you Spanish peacock. <laughs> oh, you didn't warn me about that one, you Spanish peacock. And then the you force ghost appears. Oh, the haggis. Always fresh. A haggis joke. What's a haggis? Oh, Sean Connery, you, you know what haggis is. You dine is, on you haggis. Uh, yeah, but he meets Sean Connery. He's our, uh, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi mentor. figure to explain everything. You're an immortal. The only way we can die is getting our head lopped off. Uh, and Which, shocking, so few of them invest in neck armor. It's a Good if that's point. the only way they can die and they're all like, well, there's nothing that can be done about this. Just like a really like fancy, like giant chainmail n- chain necklace. Choker. Yeah. yeah. Like it would be so much harder for you to be getting your heads lopped off, my guy. And right now it seems re- those heads are barely attached. They Whee! go flying off at the drop of a hat. The drop of a head. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he's giving him the whole run as all, he has like the power of a stag at one point. He could like focus right. on the stag and now you can run I really fast him. on the beach. It's like, wait, what? Whee! That never comes back. Uh, but he no, teaches it does him how to sword fight end, to run like a stag. Everything. He like, does feel everything, but he doesn't get the power of other animals in this movie. Yeah, and that I, I would have been down for if he's like in New York and he's just looking at a the pigeon. The power of a sewer rat. Oh, a sewer rat would be great if he could kind of like burrow through some like little tiny little cracks, cracks in the wall. But yeah. I'm thinking like he's seeing a pigeon. I can fly. I can fly. He's now him and Kurgan are flying around wielding swords. That's how you elevate 
this movie. I love that's also like a real enchanted move to go from like the wildlife in the highlands of Scotland to New York City. (laughs) Oh yeah, we go full enchanted. Christopher Lambert is like singing the happy working song, and here come all of these roaches and rats and pigeons to help clean your apartment, Brenda. Oh my god, Brenda Wyatt. You're <laughs> Brenda. Uh, I'd be very down with that. But yeah, so in Scottish Highland Times, he, Kurgan is also one of these immortals, and he wants to be the only one. Because once there's only one left, they get the prize, quote unquote. And we have finally learned what the prize is at the very, very end of the movie, which is that you can hear everyone's thoughts. Yeah. And use that. And then you also become mortal. That's your prize at the end. You can now finally, and you have can have children. To, you children and you can die. You can grow old and it die. It feels like that's the prize for the Highlander, but. Yeah, not, I don't think Kurgan like would have been no, too jazzed about that. No. But I have a feeling it's the kind of thing where no one actually knows what the prize is. They, but but with each time that one of these immortals dies, everyone else becomes a little stronger. So I could understand yeah. if you assume the prize is just that you're going to be the strongest infinite one power, in the yeah. world. Infinite power. Yeah, totally. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, well, I'll wait till we get to the 80s. Okay. Um. So, yes, Sean Connery gets his head lopped off by the Kurgan. Uh, blah blah blah. He also uh, Connor McLeod is has well, what yeah what's her face uh, Heather Heather that you he, know the he, most Scottish uh, yeah Heather, yeah. Uh, can't we two go walking together through the Heather on the, the hills? Uh, and she he stays with her. She dies of old age. Present day. Oh, so present with, day. I must say, yeah. Me, very great. mediocre old age makeup. She looks like I, a 22 well, year old this, with this white makeup, eyebrows. This makeup was not meant to be seen in high def. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> very I'm fair. sure it looked great back in the 80s. On the screen when there's not VHS yet, so they don't right. know you're going to be able right. to have a repeatable moment. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. pause something. That's yeah. fair. Back then, you'd be like, wow, this was his real hair on him, on Sean Connery. They were getting away with like that. This was Connery's actual top that he was working with uh posted the obvious piece that we can see it as today once there's only a few left you'll all get drawn to the spot where it's all meant to go down the gathering the the gathering magic the gathering magic the gathering well that's what we're getting we're getting a lot of magic with this gathering yeah um because in present day it's you get brenda who like works for the a lot cops. of questions about Brenda. All this this cop plot Brenda, line doesn't written, add anything. Okay, so she works for f- the cops in forensics, mm-hmm. she, but she's written a book on ancient weapons, and she has an apartment that is huge. This book must be a bestseller. Gorgeous. A book on like metal. What is it? Metallurgy. Metallurgy. Yeah, metallurgy. Yeah, of, that's a real yeah. top ten New York Times. <laughs> Everybody you know, it got, loves it. Got a it. really good write up in the Gray Lady, and it's been flying <laughs> off the shelves ever since. Man, like, <laughs> well, maybe because of her know how, maybe she's helped solve some really cool crimes before with her metal know how, and that maybe she's like kind of a you know a rock star in the metallurgy world. Even so. She's not making enough money, even in the 80s, to afford an apartment that looks like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I was very envious of this, like, You think she's school. on the take? You think that she's been, uh, she's like a, work for the cops, so she's kind of like I think we're not knowing all and, we need to know about John, old Brenda. Her and John Polito, I wouldn't be surprised if they were uh, skimming off the top, you know? Like, He's a I, scumbag. I think they should have actually made her what she said her cover was, which is working for the Met and Acquisitions, which still probably yeah. wouldn't quite explain that apartment. But then, like, moonlighting, 
yeah. working for the cops. That makes kind of the way they built this character that make more sense. That she's just been brought in as an expert on yes. this one case. She doesn't work for the cops, so then we never need to see the cops again because they add nothing to this oh. movie. But just have her working for this museum and she's just obsessed, which I kind of dig that when she's like seems at first to like, I don't care about you, my guy. I want to know I about the sword. I just want to get my hands on this ancient sword that shouldn't exist. And that makes that actually makes sense. But it also doesn't make sense. Why would why would someone working in forensics for the NYPD need to know about <laughs> ancient weapons? There's no these things She's do a not compute. That's, special thing. That's too specialized. <laughs> you your field too narrow, my girl. Too niche. <laughs> you gotta widen that field. I up. can't believe I'm saying this, but that <laughs> too, too niche. niche. <laughs> uh, but yes, we are in present day. I mean, we just got a few run-ins with the Kurgan and. Long story. I mean, we get some, long. Story. We're like so close to the end of the movie, and then they're like, you know what? We need. A flashback to uh, when Connor McLeod was living through a community theater production of Dangerous Liaisons <laughs> and having a wackety schmackety Monty Python duel with a guy yes. where he just keeps getting stabbed like 18 times. He's It's drunk. like Dangerous Liaisons meets he is playing Tom Hulse and Amadeus. Like yes. he's clearly saw Amadeus is like, I will try to do like that. <laughs> drunk. Big weak. I'm getting stabbed 18 times. And finally, ah, please don't stab me anymore. But I want to apologize for calling your wife a disgusting hog beast. <laughs> <laughs> what a hilarious prank. But I could I could make fun of anyone's wife because I cannot die unless you try to chop off my head. But no one tries that. Or I guess you have to be another immortal to chop off his head. I don't know. I bet never probably see... if you get your head chopped off, you can't. We, but... we never see an immortal getting his head lopped off by, by, a, by normie? a normie. By this uh, well, gun nut. just selected normie. By this, uh, <sighs> hey, Mother Russia, get yours shirt wearing oh, guy. Can't. wild just like it's like wait we are we could be a tight 90 minute movie and then we at so late in the game are making so many random detours like uh, yeah not even worth getting into just terrible oh but speaking of getting heads lopped off and like you know acquiring more power in the in the present (laughs) day madison square garden scene where Wow, some of the first shots of the movie, there's Confederate flags? That seems... On these wrestlers, yeah. Yeah, these on the wrestlers. Confederate flag-themed uh, like, wrestlers. Um, wrestlers. So, you know, Connor McLeod goes down to the parking garage, has your classic uh, sword fight in, in the parking garage with this other, yeah. um, quote, oh, who Facile. knows? Facile. This, Facile. like, 50-year-old guy who's one move, backflips. Yeah, well, just back handsprings. <laughs> so, so many. Like, so many back handsprings. To a hilarious... He's, like, we. he's doing back handsprings, and then we, like, cut... It's like a jump cut, and now he's just running, and then we cut again, and now he's doing more back handsprings. Yes. It's hilarious. It is absolutely unnecessary and the best. Um, But when, when uh, Connor lops off his head and yeah. starts taking on his power the way they have the shot and the way he's looking it is very tim robbins at the end of shawshank when he's like oh, i'm free <laughs> so it's like this is strange this is this is not as inspiring I mean, as that moment somehow. if this movie starred tim robbins as Connor mcleod and morgan freeman as ramirez okay i think now we have we've a, got movie. Ourselves a hit. and if shawshank starred Christopher Lambert and Sean Connery. I don't think it would have gained the popularity. I don't think I would have ever seen it. No. Uh, Oh, we haven't mentioned the only (laughs) thing that is legitimately excellent in this movie other than Clancy Brown, speaking of Shawshank. And that is the fact that it's scored by Queen. Yes. All these brand new Queen songs. They were supposed to write one song for the movie. And instead they were like, we are so inspired by this script. We are going to write you a whole soundtrack worth of bangers. And it is. Great songs. Amazing. 
songs to, to live forever. It's great. These songs rule the school. And more movies should take a note from Highlander. Yeah. Get one badass band or badass singer and have them just score your your film. Yes. I mean, they didn't do the score score, but they you know did all yeah. of the soundtrack it. said it. also incidental music. So I think I'm there sure is they did some, some of it, scoring yeah. that they did. But, but yes, I mean, soundtrack oh, wise. Oh, man. It's just like every time Freddie Mercury comes in with that, you know, just... Yeah. Uh, it, it somehow just immediately elevates whatever moment we're in. Yeah, it's great. Um, but so the film ends, you know, Connor and Brenda, they are getting together. For his whole no thing reason. You know, he's not scared to die. He's scared to live because he doesn't want to, you know, as after he's already, you know, had the love of his life that he had to see grow old and die. And he's scared to form a new relationship been, with this woman he met two days ago. He's been, oh man. He's also been like a father figure to this woman who's now his secretary that yeah. he Back in saved. World War II, he saved young Rachel from the Nazis. See? Whatever you say, Jack, you're the, whatever, whatever you say, Jack, you're the master race. Wink. Blammo. Just like, ugh. Um, but yeah, he saves this girl mm-hmm. who's now like a, a woman like older than he is. Right. You know, uh, but it, I feel like that's not explored very deeply. Nothing's explored very deeply. Any of is these it? plot threads could have been our main jumping off point. Yes. Like we could have just started with him. Like he's just living this life. He's kind of a weirdo and we don't really get the background in, in the Highlands. It's Brenda just trying to figure out like, wait, what is all the deal with all these weirdos with swords running around? Like, wait, they're immortals. And she does figure that out, but it's at like the hour 45 mark. And when then we, we get some audience have known this from minute two. Yeah. Or it's like you just start in the Highlands. It's like there's there's just so much going on. And yeah. individually, it's a lot of that idea. I mean, if that's like one of our main characters, Rachel, that's an interesting character of someone who is like my father figure is now younger than me. I mean, that's honestly like the most interesting POV possible throughout yeah. this whole movie. I get why we're in the Highlands because that's when he like discovers of he's course. immortal. Sure. And so we get the kind of Merlin teaching Arthur how to be, you know, how to hold your breath underwater and be a fish kind of nonsense. But I, I am a man, not a fish. I do not like the water. I will say for someone who does not speak English very well, which is my um, yeah. remembrance of Christopher Lambert, he's yeah. doing. He, he learned his lines a, phonetically. But he's doing a. I, it is not good, but he is doing a pretty decent Scottish accent for someone who like yeah. is not like an, an English speaker. Um, a lot of times as a dialect coach, people be like, oh, the dialects in this are terrible. Did you blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. But as someone who has like worked with actors for so long, people think I'm going to be like ruthless. And I'm like, really, I am probably a more compassionate um, judge of some of these things because I can see the effort put in by the actors and him. It's like I yeah. hear he is consistent. He, you know, it, he is really trying in all those Scottish scenes, and it's like he's doing a better Scottish accent than some people I've worked with yeah. who are native English speakers. Yeah. You know, so which you know is to say, like a Scottish accent is very hard for anyone yeah. <laughs> who is like uh, yeah. not accustomed to it. <laughs> uh, but so him and Brenda are like, we're gonna we're down together in this disgusting sex scene, and the Kurgan kidnaps Brenda, drives her to Silver Cup Studios to of the course. tune of Freddie Mercury singing New York, New York, which we could have right. used more of that. Uh, and we get our final sword battle at Silver Cup Studios between Connor and the Kurgan. He lops off the Kurgan's head and he gets the prize, which is a bunch of spooky, scary animated g- ghouls and goblins not swirling around. 
And now he, him and uh, Brenda are living together. Are they in Scotland? They're in some yes. beautiful She goes, so vista. this is where it all began. So this is where it all began, baby. Aye. And now we're going to make some babies and live our lives and die at a normal age. And we are And he like has a little stubble or something. And I was like, oh, this is the first time you've looked um, like, okay, in a contemporary <laughs> setting. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh any any other initial thoughts? No. We've been chatting about the film. No. Anything else jumping off? I'm, right. I I right. will not be able to stop myself from adding more thoughts as we go through. So no worries. Uh, so the casting directors of Highlander were Diane Demio, Anne Henderson, and Michael McLean. Demio has also cast the TV shows Parker Lewis Can't Lose and Cagney and Lacey and the Christmas at Pee Wee's Playhouse special with Ooh. Grace Jones. Henderson is also- Grace Jones and many, many other- Charo. Joe Charo, lest we forget. And of course, old Larry, cowboy Larry Fishburne. Yeah. Uh, Henderson has also cast Santa Claus the movie, Jeeves and Worcester, oh. and five episodes of Poirot, which I knew you'd be like, you'd be liking Amy Joe. Well, yeah, but also Jeeves and Worcester. And Jeeves and Worcester, yeah. And McLean has also cast Rocky II and Patton. We have- uh, Wow. A real eclectic group of uh, you know, castings not here. every job is uh, critically acclaimed. Oh, it sure ain't. Uh, but let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast. Some of these people may have auditioned. Some may have just been discussed by casting. This is all subjective. And as always, I've looked up all the actors in advance. And Amy Joe's hearing it along with you, listener, for the very first time. Uh. Let's kick it off with Connor McLeod. Ah. Amy Joe, your thoughts on Christopher Lambert and uh, who'd you cast if you had to cast someone else? I just, the decision to cast him in this role, I don't understand it. He's got very piercing eyes. You yes. know, the camera loves to do a close up on his eyes. When and he, he has an interest, he does have an interesting energy. Yes. It's like he's I, a weirdo. I but, think part of it you know, is. I have such a different experience of him depending on how they've costumed him. Yeah. And when he is like as as ridiculous as that Highland wig is, mm -hmm. like it actually helps me see his face a little bit better because his hair, because it's longer, is not like in his eyes as much because when it's shorter, yeah. it's like more flopping into his face. So I can like see his face. He also doesn't look like a sleaze bag. He just looks <laughs> silly. But I present day with the trench coat and oh, the white no. sneakers when he and jeans the where he looks like sneakers. a where he looks like if Jerry Seinfeld became a flasher and it's just like not <laughs> the vibe, my guy. No, it's terrible. It's it's just not. Yeah, it is not helping me to like get on his side. And because I'm assuming he's struggling with the language, too. It's just, he just does not come across as I think intended. Mm. Um, so I have I have a variety of performers on here. One is another person who I like as anyone who is a long time listener to the pod will know, like I've had a lot of uh, rethinking on this performer since like pre pod and, and really over the years. But someone who quite notoriously does, I think, very well when he can just like act with his eyes and less with like a bulk of text mm -hmm. who would be very interesting in this is Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just thinking about like the Matrix where it's like I remember like when it came out, like a lot of people like giving him crap and it being like oh well it's like he's only good because he doesn't have to talk and he's like actually really good in the matrix even in the dialogue because it's designed around yeah. like his, his skill set yeah and he is i mean keanu reeves is very arresting you know and keanu reeves has the vibe that i want which is someone that looks like he's been alive for hundreds of years <laughs> keanu reeves looks like a he but he's got like 
you know, if you were actually an immortal and living for centuries, yeah. you'd be a little over it. You know, you'd be a little like it, you've seen it all. Which is different than just sweaty and costumed <laughs> weirdly, which is kind of <laughs> how I experienced true. Christopher Lambert in the 80s segments. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Um, another another person who I don't think I've ever recommended, um, but it, I was like, oh, this is actually very like what he does is Val Kilmer. Yeah. This is something I'm like, oh, yeah, he's got screen presence. He hand, he's not the best at accents, but he's I've heard worse. (laughs) Yes. Considering the same. Well, depending. I mean, depending on the accent in the saint, he's doing like South African. I think if we just give him a little Scottish, I think he could. Well, here's the deal. In my experience as a coach for Americans, Mm -hmm. two of the hardest accents for a general American speaker to do are South African. So Afrikaans Mm -hmm. and general scottish okay. because they have the most yeah. sound changes on the most words and the most I mean, like yeah. it's like almost every i think in from Gen- Gen Am, general american to afrikaans it is like every single vowel has a sound change mm. um scottish has a lot and it's just different yeah. modality however we're more familiar with hearing right. a scottish accent but acting wise i'm digging it you yeah. just dust off his wig from willow his mad mardigan wig slap that back on his head and you are ready to go yeah if this is like done today, I could see like Michael B. Jordan being very charming. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I have not seen this Marvel film, but I've seen clips from it. And uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Simu Liu is a very fantastic, oh, yeah. uh, charming, good at fighting. Yeah, because none of these other immortals are from Scotland. They're all from all over. So they so could like, be it from wherever. It doesn't need to be a guy from scotland there are highlands other places yeah. we we don't necessarily know about them in song <laughs> the way we do uh, yeah, exactly Loman. exactly um, as far as like actual scots i have a couple of those um right. a young and i mean young gerard butler uh, he's a I bit mean, of this a, year might be too young well, I don't mean like you literally mean, fetus. I, I mean I, young in I his gotcha. career. I, gotcha. I mean like I gotcha. Phantom era, not yeah. like not today, not gods yeah. of Egypt era. Right, you know, right, right. Um, you and McGregor, absolutely. I think is kind of yeah. a duh. Because you know what I like about that, and that, and what what about about this movie? Even though it doesn't all come together for me, is like this isn't just. Uh, like this couldn't be a vehicle for Arnold as your Highlander this or Stallone. This isn't, or even like Bruce Willis. This right. isn't like an, a quote unquote action yes. hero movie. This is a guy that should have, he's got like, he has two different love interests at di- yeah. in different time periods that you kind of want someone that can be playing the romantic. This wants to be an action romance. Yes. And you McGregor, I think is perfect. I mean, we for know that he romance. does both of those. He, we've he, seen him swing a lightsaber. He can be swinging a sword around like a badass. And we've seen him as a lover. And I think that's great casting. Yeah. Thank you. I had one other thought, which initially he is, I think not, he is not typically cast in this kind of role. Like he would probably be more likely to be like a Ramirez or something like that. Mm-hmm. However, I think a very young Hugo Weaving Ooh. would be very interesting. Yeah. I mean, he tends to skew a bit more like on a villainous side, but I right. think because he like is very commanding and like, you know, he's a stage actor too. Yeah. So like the kind of duality of him playing like multiple, I, I'd be very interested. I'd also be interested in him as Ramirez, but I think right. like a young Hugo weaving in this part would be lovely. No, I dig that. But even if not Ramirez, I just like the idea of Hugo weaving in that kind of mentor, good guy mentor yeah. role in a film that I don't, 
I per- don't think I've seen at least not. I mean, because like Elrond is a bit yeah. combative, like yeah. like, but, but that he kind of he does end up being sort of yeah. that to Aragon, but he's yeah. because the elves are so like um, up themselves right. a bit. Like right. he's got a bit of that. Um, he's not as warm in that. Totally, totally. Um, yeah, a lot of great picks. Thanks. I I'd love. I could see a Liam Neeson in this. Oh, of course, would be really good. Um, I'd love Gary Oldman. I think Gary Oldman's giving me what I want in terms of just like a more, a weirder lead. Uh, I could see like the young Pierce Brosnan. Oh, I think would be really good. I think is also able to do the, like the romance stuff and the action stuff. I mean, that's, that's Bond, James Bond. Bond, James Bond. Um, Yeah. Made today. I mean, give me James McAvoy if you want like a real Scott. Um, I could, Alexander Skarsgård, I think is like really what I'm wanting to see present day. Uh, And back then I, I didn't think of this until just that last night, but I love a Patrick Swayze Highlander, I think would be great because he's, once again, someone that can do the action, someone that can do yeah. the romance. And he kind of looks like, he kind of looks like a more uh, traditionally attractive uh, Christopher, Christopher Lambert. Lambert. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it was Swayze. He was a hunk. Yeah. Uh, and there was the one moment near the end, I think it was when he gets the prize and we're kind of like, Christopher Lambert is like being spun around and we're kind of like zooming into his eyeball like again and again. And it gets like really like it just reminded me of Sam Raimi. It just reminded me of like Evil Dead. So I want the Sam Raimi Highlander starring Bruce Campbell. Oh, okay. Now we're leveling this experience (laughs) up. Okay, 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 okay. That's, that's what I want. That he's he's got a chainsaw Sam arm to Rainey's cut off. Sam uh, Raimi's Highlander is that's adding an intentionality to the derangement of this film yeah. that I think would really yeah. benefit it. That is one hundred percent what I want. Uh, but what we almost had, as far as the actors who were actually considered originally cast but pulled out at the insistence of his girlfriend Goldie Hawn, was Kurt Russell. And I mean, that would be better. Yeah. I'm digging it. That would that would be better. I really like that a lot. He instead did Big Trouble in Little China this year instead. That was the John very Carpenter famous, movie. Yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, it wasn't a huge hit, but is a cult favorite right. movie now. Uh, and is ultimately, I mean, I would say a better choice. I mean, you worked with John Carpenter instead. So yeah. you got to work with James Hong and John Carpenter. So good on you. Um, but I think that's a better movie if we get for a hundred percent. Yeah, Sting was considered. Sting, Sting. I mean, he was in Dune, that David Lynch Dune that I think was like the year before this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he he's been in films. Oh, uh, well, we just saw him in Only Murders in the Building, and we've, and we've seen him in Only Murders in the Building as Sting. Uh, but you know, he was I'm he was interested. on Broadway in his own show. I yeah. I saw it before he went into it. Um, but mm. I mean, like. He's he's certainly acted and performed. Yeah. Mickey Rourke turned it down. Ooh. And this is a 1986 Ooh. Mickey Rourke. So he was doing nine and a half weeks. So this is a, we still have a very hotsy-tatsy. sexy, hotsy totsy Mickey Rourke on our hand. Okay. We don't have hamburger meat <laughs> Mickey Rourke yet. Uh, Not yet. But no. I mean, if you could have gotten an 86 Mickey Rourke, I mean, you, you got yourself a. Yes, you got yourself a go picture. Gold movie there. Michael Douglas was considered. Well, and this is. I can see that from the, hey, we want someone with floppy blonde hair who, like, the ladies will see. But he, to me, always reads as, like, there's, like, an edge of sexual danger with him, you know? Well, well, maybe that's what this role requires based off that sex scene. (laughs) 
But I'm thinking of him with Heather. Like all of his, st- like yeah. it's so sweet, you know. Yeah, I mean, this was the year after Jewel of the Nile, the Romancing the Stone sequel, and the he, year before he just Fatal feels Attraction. Like a little too so quippy feels, to me. Although, as you said when yeah. we were watching it last night, there's like this movie takes itself very seriously in certain places, and then in other places has like that quip to the, the, quip to Nazi, the Nazi, to the German hey, soldier. Hey, Jack, you're the master race. And then at the very end, Kurgan's about to kill Brenda, oh, right? And he just like stops the his sword comes into frame and stops the Kurgan sword, and he pokes his head in. And it's it's what, what is it? Is oh, it, oh, it's because. Kurgan's about to kill kill Brando, yeah. No. Oh. Kurgan's well before right before that. Kurgan's about to slice off Connor's head. And then Brenda comes up and bangs him on the head. Right, right. And he turns around and is like, what? And then that enables Connor to get out. Kurgan's about to kill Brenda and he like, but then he's able to get up and like disarm the Kurgan. And he turns to Brenda and goes, What took you so long? Yeah. Because she saved him. And so. there's no other moment. It's not a one-linery type movie. It's really it's like those two. That's it. And it comes so out of left field exactly. to me. Um, and I don't, but I just don't, Michael Douglas isn't what I want. No. Uh, Ed Harris was considered, and that's also. That's weird to me. Yeah. But maybe that's because we know him from prestige films. And if he had taken this turn earlier See, in I've his career. I've seen Ed Harris in trash. See, it's more of just like the <laughs> vibe. It's more of the like, I'm seeing Ed Harris coming in as Ramirez or as the Kurgan. I guess maybe that's what I mean, is that he 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 generally carries himself with more dignity. <laughs> I suppose. Oh I suppose. man, I've seen Ed Harris in trash. <laughs> <laughs> Just said so, like uh, helpfully. <laughs> I mean, look, I love Ed Harris. Ed Harris is one of our finest, oh, under, yeah. underrated actors, I would say, because you don't usually think of him as like one of our best actors. But oh, but I think when people think of great. him, they think of him as like a a fine actor. Absolutely, and maybe they would not think that if he was the star of That's High, the Highlander films. They'd be like, "Oh, look, everyone's fallible. <laughs> everyone's got to eat." Uh, Mark Singer was con- the lead of Beastmaster. Was considered. Oh, that guy. That Ooh, guy. I think Christopher Lambert might be a better actor. I think one hundred percent. Although, Although if I'm not mistaken, guy, Mark Singer is uh, English terrible. is his first language, and so he doesn't have an excuse. <laughs> no, he is um, very attractive, though. I guess. I guess maybe he's, more. He's, he's very, very much in shape. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Sam That's Shepard it. was considered. That to me feels like a similar Ed Harris situation. Uh, well, I 100% like, look, agree. I'm a serious downtown playwright. Yeah. You're going to get me in your dumb action movie? Yeah. Instead, in 86, he was playing Doc in the Crimes of the Heart yeah, movie. Yeah, of course he was. He's like, <laughs> I'm going to do this Beth Henley play to film adaptation. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love Sam Shepard, but uh, it's hard to say. Kevin Costner was considered. Well, that's easier to say. I, I, I mean, yeah. This is like what yeah. he does, right? Like romance. Yeah. Like a li- little something for the ladies, yeah. a little something for the he's fellas. He's dancing with the wolves. He's, he's schmoozing with the women. The he's ladies. playing the baseball. He's, he's playing the baseball in so many movies. He's, he's playing the baseball. A sword. It's the, for love of the game, he's playing the baseball. Oh, Bull he was Durham, for love of the game. He's playing the baseball. Isn't, but isn't he Field of Dreams? Isn't that Field Kevin of Costner? Dreams? He's That's what I was thinking. Kevin of. Costner loves that baseball because uh, for love of the game really feels like a. Well, we yeah. loved him in Field of Dreams. Maybe yeah. we can crank some more <laughs> blood from this stone. <laughs> some blood from this baseball. Um, I mean. I mean, I don't love it, but I, I can see the Kevin Costner I think it's version. probably better than yeah. the Christopher Lambert version. Yeah. yeah, But I'm not buying him as a Scott. No. Peter Weller was considered. Like, like him, Sam Shepard, Ed Harris. These are like... These are like gritty actors. Oh, yeah. Gritty, gritty, like capital A, like a, too young to have been in the generation that came before them, but like would have been hanging out with like De Niro, Pacino, Gene Hackman kind of situation. Right. Like they, they right. feel like 
this is what I do. Dustin Hoffman, like that whole crew of guys that were like friends and went to like um, the at like uh, group theater together or like the actors. Um, oh, my gosh. You know, they, they trained with like. All, all the like gritty folks, Lee Strasberg and all of that. This, those feel like a crop of actors that are like 15 years younger, but that same mold, you know? Yeah. I mean, these guys I can all see hanging out at, you know, outside Steppenwolf, you know, hundred percent. Uh, Mel Gibson turned it down, but I mean, honestly, that's, that makes that's also sense. makes a lot of sense. I mean, he was Braveheart eventually. He, was he would Braveheart. do this, but much the better. The man who would be Braveheart. The man uh, who would be Braveheart. I mean, this is the year between Mad Max Thunderdome and the first lethal weapon. So he is like, he made the right choice in oh, regards yeah. to which franchise he tied to himself to with Absolutely. Lethal Weapon. Um, but I, Mad you know, Max as much that. as he's trash, I I see it. I get yes. the vibe. Someone that also does the like, I'm also doing like the sensitive he would, romantic Yes, exactly. Stuff. Like that, the Braveheart. Yeah. You know, like he, yeah, again, the dude's trash, but he would have been much better for this. Yeah. William Hurt was considered. Mm. It's hard to consider. Same thing about him as Alan Grant in Jurassic Park. It's like, yeah. I don't. I just can't. I will see say it. I don't think I've really seen him in much. Oh, um, hmm. well, this is the same year as Children of a Lesser God. Oh, I've seen that. The year after A Kiss of the Spider Woman, so he was doing some like critically Big acclaimed, time, like Oscar drama, both movies. based on. Well, yeah. I guess Kiss of the Spider Woman was based on a book that then was turned into a musical, but like Children of a Lesser God was play. You know, yeah. like very, yeah, very. He like was doing fine Oscar there. bait yeah. movies, you know. Yeah. Did you watch? Uh, body heat with me with no. him and kathleen turner i saw that in mm, college you saw it in college oh, okay Just so it's been, i guess i have I seen remember. it but it's been yeah you know what i don't know. you watched it. body double with me when i thought that i'd rented body oh. heat and i'd accidentally <laughs> rented body double and instead was like this is not the movie i wanted this is a real case of and in I high school brian de palma's you know very different an auteur but in, i did not care for body double no in in high school um we had like summer reading or, or, or we had, we had reading we had to do. And like, we were supposed to read Ralph Ellison's invisible man, mm-hmm. but like oh. the, oh, the, no. um, no, no, the no, no. list just said invisible, invisible man. man. And I was like, Oh, the invisible man. <laughs> so I read the HG Wells and then got to class. I mean, by the time I got to class, it was like, we then got like a more formal list. I was like, Oh, me trying to get ahead. I was like, this seems strange for an AP, like, senior uh-huh. class I was like but you know i guess like hg wells is like you know part yeah. of you know no it was definitely the far more nuanced <laughs> and important <laughs> ralph ellison novel oh man there was some like post on like twitter or whatever about like some guy that was uh they had to like watch apocalypse now to write a some kind of paper on it for like a film class and this guy was like texting with his friend and his friend was like oh, this movie's so stupid like this is terrible i can't believe that we have to do this um until fine and then was finally like stupid like freaking paulie shore the guy was like what what movie are you watching right now and he's like in the army now with paulie oh, shore no <laughs> as opposed to apocalypse <laughs> now <laughs> wow i will say i probably got more out of reading hg wells as the invisible man than uh this person did out of watching in the army now with Polly shore as someone who saw in the army now i think in theaters uh i would have to agree i would have to agree hulk hogan claims he was offered the ew, role of uh, Connor mcleod ew my tongue just shriveled up in my mouth <laughs> Yeah, he was considered for the opening Madison Square Garden scene. Maybe that's what it was, that he thought that he was being offered the lead, and they were like, no, no, we want you to play. The script said we're all brothers. This blonde, Afro-wigged, Confederate flag wrestler, which honestly, 
that's a pretty good fit for Hulk. Yeah, that's Hogan. a great Hulk Hogan cameo and get him in and out of this movie. He's got to be back on set for No Holds Barred in five. <laughs> Uh, instead, in 1986, he was playing himself on both the A-Team and the Love Boat, which makes a lot more sense yes, to me. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. And Sean Connery was also offered McCloud. And I'm sure he was like, what if you pay me the same amount of money, but I only film for a week as Ramirez and <laughs> I get a, a cool outfit? That's an old pro right there. That's someone <laughs> who's like, no, I see what you're saying. But you know what? I have a lot less to prove at this point in my life. What I like to do, show up, <laughs> go see the fam and peace out. A little, my wallet a little heavier. Yeah, you know what? I have more dignity and less to prove. <laughs> yes, yes, and therefore less time to give you For this nonsense. But Connery had a blast doing this movie. Yeah, he loved he working it. with Lambert. Loved working with him. Uh, loved the vibe, and that's why he, he, even though he's dead in this, he comes back for the sequel. Because and because Lambert also didn't want to make the sequel and was like, "I will if you get Connery back." And Connery was like, "Pay me more money and let's have a party." Uh, which is like, besides James Bond, this is the only role that Sean Connery has done a, like a sequel to. That oh, he's wow. appeared as twice, two two times in one role. Not it's even Indiana Jones. No, they you know they get him in that. I mean, if they'd gotten him earlier, I'm sure they could have yeah. gotten a few movies out of him. But just the one and done with uh, old Papa Jones. Old Pops. But let's move on to Heather. So this is Connor's first wife in the well, his only, only wife, wife so far in the Scottish. Hayden's times uh so your thoughts on bd edney who uh looking her up she's also she's in in the name of the father with daniel day lewis she's in uh a few poirots she's mrs hemmings in the clocks and mary cavendish in the mysterious affair at styles Ooh, the mysterious affair at styles very early because that's the i believe the it's either the mysterious affair at styles or the murder of roger Ackroyd is the very first poirot story mm. ever written but i believe it's the mysterious affair at styles um but that makes sense because they were like you know 14 seasons of Poirot. And so <laughs> the mysterious variant styles is very early. And then the clocks is one of the, like basically made for TV movies with a big budget later on for all of you who care. Okay. Watch the clocks. Yeah. What's the, what's our Venn diagram of uh Highlander fans and uh Poirot fans. There's gotta be some, it's a teeny tiny little well, sliver. But for those people, this, maybe this it's less Highlander fans and more people like me who are forced to watch Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, but you know what I'm going to do? Cleanse the palate by watching The Clocks. Um, but what are your thoughts on B.D. Edney? And who'd you cast if you had to cast someone else? I think she's lovely. She is absolutely doing more than is required of her yeah. in, a, in, in a good way. You know, um, she's charming. I think she does a pretty decent Scottish accent, you know. Um, and yeah, she's she's lovely. And I think she helps to ground those scenes so that because the only reason she's there is to set up what he's lost but right. i feel like we have me anyway i have more of a connection to heather than to brenda i care more about heather i think yeah. she's also just like i don't know like it's uncomplicated and um she's lovely yeah so um i don't but i don't also have like oh right it must be played but you know like no sure it's, you know it's a small role that is uh not a thankless part but is you know it's really just there as you said, to show what yes. he's lost. Um, and to set up the storyline later with Brenda, right. which again, because as you say, there's so much time spent in Scotland. We And it's so front loaded with her. It actually like, I think maybe that's part of why I also have trouble getting on board with Brenda. Mm. I'm like, well, I don't know. We just saw Heather. I know like it yeah. was hundreds of years ago for him, but it was, you know, two minutes ago for me. I mean, honestly, you don't want to make it look like as if Brenda's 
a descendant, but if you just have the same actor playing both parts. Oh, yeah. And that's why you have see him kind of like fought like uh, attracted to her because he's seeing his Heather in her as he's like dealing with the loss of that simultaneously being like, now I can move on because you look like my dead wife. Yeah. I mean, like, look at like Kim Novak and Vertigo. They have done her up to look so different when she's Madeline versus Judy. And like, that's, that's a very distinct looking person that because you get a different hair color and style or differently, like look how differently they've styled Lambert from, from the (laughs) eighties to, you know, the Highlands. I think it could be done. Um, so I've just picked a few Scots cause why not? And they're all, um, well, a couple of them are more contemporary, but anyway, Kelly MacDonald, one of our oh, most famous yeah. Scottish actresses mm-hmm. working today. Karen Gillian, who mm. uh, is Amy Pond in Doctor Who and What's-Her-Face. Nebula. In Nebula. In the Marvel movies. Yes. Um, she's lovely. Um, but then uh, my my top choice is actually, and this would have probably been for a 90s version of this movie, Shirley Henderson, who is most known <laughs> for being Moaning Myrtle. Um, but she is Scottish and was, you know, making stuff. She's in the uh, Hamish Macbeth series. Like, she she's... It's so funny because she has such a particular type of accent that she does when she's, oh, you know, it's so posh and so particular. And she kind of talks like this even when she's not playing Moaning Myrtle. (laughs) But then when you realize like, oh, it's actually that heightened because she's not English. Like she does a perfect heightened RP, but it's actually because she's Scottish. Um, You know, as opposed to like some people like, it's just like, that's really posh for a contemporary speaker. It's like, that's because she's not. That's because she's not. That's because she's not. Um, My main criteria with this role was I just wanted like beautiful flowy hair flowing (laughs) in the Highland breeze. Um, And in which case I want Emma Thompson or Robin Wright. Those are my two. That's who I want. Um, that's it. Uh, BD Edney would go on to reprise her role in Highlander Endgame, which I believe is the fourth film in the Highlander franchise. Uh, and the one other actor I saw that was up for this role was, uh, Virginia Madsen auditioned of, uh, Sideways and Candyman oh. and the, that first David Lynch Dune, uh, who would go on to be the female lead in Highlander 2, The Quickening. So oh. they were like, we so sorry. We couldn't fit you into Highlander, but don't worry. We're definitely going to bring you back for the sequel. Aren't you grateful? You'll get to have a grody sex scene with Christopher Lambert then instead. Great. Great. <laughs> Every actor's dream. But what my dream was, this next actor who has helped make this movie go down a lot smoother, which was let's talk about that Kurgan. Amy Jo, your uh, thoughts on Clancy Brown and who'd you cast if you had to cast someone else? MVP. So fun. MVP. Watching this, you really have no difficulty understanding why he's also had a flourishing voice acting career for many mm-hmm. years. Like what he is doing vocally is unbelievable mm-hmm. highlander just but just like, this, just like the way he like yeah he like opens up because like you hear him in other stuff and just talking and he has like a low-ish speaking voice like his it sits quite low but this is like he has widened his larynx to the width of his <laughs> neck and just dropped the voice box completely down into like his intestines it's incredible <laughs> yeah he is clearly having a great time he is like full bodied relishing this experience in a way that really helps sell it. That is like exactly what you want. He is full throttle pedal to the metal and I am here for it. Also he is revolting. I was, you, you had like made dinner while we were watching it last night and I was like, Ooh, yummy quiche. And I started eating like 
Yeah. <laughs> as he was the in the time. fight with Ramirez and then like his throat gets sliced and then he's like doing, I was like, oh, acting. I was like, okay, I can't eat for a few minutes. <laughs> but like that to me, solid work, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Um, if I had to cast someone else, this is where I had more ideas uh, because I care about villains. Um, my first choice is Wesley Snipes. Mm. Just someone else full throttle. Yeah. I mean, just think about him in Demolition Man. Like okay. someone also who can carry off a strong look yeah. and, and make it look like so comfortable, yeah. you know, um, and someone who's not afraid to go places. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I want that. Um, I also thought of like an Arnold Vosloo as far oh. as someone who has like an unusual look, tends to play yeah. a lot of villains. I don't know that he would go this extreme with it, but he, w- he has a creepy enough like vibe and everything but he honestly, does. But honestly, I think, and here's the thing, because Clancy Brown, you know, Clancy Brown's doing some great work in this. He is doing, I mean, he clearly saw the outfit and was like, I got to keep my performance at this level because yeah. he wanted the Kurgan to be dressed in a suit and bowler hat in the modern day scene. He, he wanted to, him to be more subtle. He wanted yeah. him, him to be a little more, not shades of gray, but just to be like, he that he wants to no longer be immortal. That that's why he does he does want the prize, so oh, he no longer has to be immortal. Make, uh, and just to be more that's not an actor just, who thought I want about the things. power. Yeah. So I'm thinking of Arnold Vosloo in like Hard Target when he's in the silly yeah. Jean Claude Van Damme movie, but he's still doing this like you wouldn't want to hurt my feelings, like a, like subtle work. And yeah. I think that this character as a more subtle villain could still work would absolutely work and would work with Clancy Brown, but Clancy Brown is clearly he's like knows what movie he's look in. you're gonna put safety pins in my neck i'm yeah, i gotta i, I, I can't gotta keep be doing this at an 11 i yeah. can't be doing this like a villainous three i need to be cranking Absolutely. this up these go to 11 yeah another like classic villain javier bardem oh, yeah. giving me a very different color but mm-hmm. one that i'm like give it to me this weirdly would be where i would put arnold if arnold were in this movie oh sure. like just as especially an 80s arnold you yeah. know, before he is like, I only play hero, <laughs> you know, I think that the, the also it's kind of like if you have him being from the Russian steps, you could just have him be from wherever else. And like that, that explains the accent. Yeah. Um, and then this is someone who actually like young uh, Clancy Brown reminds me of this actor quite young, extraordinarily different energy. This would absolutely be a different performance but someone who at this era was also extremely full throttle in a different way is richard e grant i'm thinking of him in with nail and i Mm. and just like the largesse and the like the like deep woundedness and how it just makes him nasty that's the thing you know we're a sword fight in movie we don't need a big hulking villain no if you just have someone that you buy like oh they're like an expert sword fighter and yes. that's like our what our main criteria is for our actioneers yes. of heroes and villains yes, in this yes, film yes. they don't need to be like big muscly no look guys at back flippy back either, hands, yeah. back back handspring back <laughs> back handspring guy very true very very true so yeah i dig that i'm digging richard e. yeah Gray. and then let me see if there's anyone else on this list i'm not interested in. well i mean classic villain sean bean sure. you know sure like yeah. i'd see him in more movies yeah i mean um you know, I, I do still have some like Hulk, more hulking type guys of uh, like I could see like a Vincent D'Onofrio. I'd Totes. be really into. I think he'd be giving me another a largest performance. I could see the Dolph Lundgren in this if you just need like yes. that presence. Uh, I'd like a Michael Clark Duncan if this is made a little later. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'd be really into it, which would help give me a little more shades of gray. 
Um, I love a Willem Dafoe. That I think is what I really want from this. And sure. You can't get Clancy Brown. Is he's of course we know Willem Dafoe. We know he's can got crank it up to. He's 11. got the skills. Um, and made today. I think this is where I would put Gerard Butler. If you're remaking this today, yes, you have him as your Kirkin, uh, or Dave Bautista. I think that that's uh huh. Because the man can actually. He's probably our best acting wrestler sorry Dwayne Johnson you're probably our most charismatic movie star wrestler but Dave Bautista I think is an actual actually interesting I haven't seen him do that much uh, uh gritty scene work I mean between I mean just the acting that he does in Guardians of the Galaxy alone I know that he's mainly as comic relief but uh even like his little bits in uh the beginning of the Blade Runner sequel and in this uh dune this new dune dune part one dune uh he's real good he's real good that day batista uh so clancy brown almost turned the role down because it required prosthetics and he had just experienced an allergic reaction to prosthetic glue uh in the last year the year before this he had done this movie the bride uh 1985 which is like an 80s remake of the bride of frankenstein so he's playing frankenstein's monster uh two Sting's Victor Frankenstein. So Sting is the one who turned down this movie and then was like, you should look at this guy, Clancy Brown, for the Kurgan. Way to do a solid Sting. Yeah. I love that. I love, especially when someone with like a lot more influence and power is able to recommend, like to help bolster someone else's career. Absolutely. But on the set of The Bride, they got shut down for three weeks because his allergy was so severe. Yeah, look, I'm allergic allergic to um, spirit gum. Mm. Spirit gum? Spirit gum. Yeah, yeah, spirit gum. Oh. You know, I haven't had enough coffee at this juncture, but um, <laughs> it, it it is the kind of thing where it's just like it's not good on anyone's skin, really. But for me, like taking it's just like red and splotchy and everywhere. So if Ooh. I were having to wear spirit gum every day, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, so I'm assuming they found some other type of prosthetic glue to they, be able to yeah, use for I, this I film can use instead. like liquid latex if something is small right, enough right. i can put it on with like eyelash glue but yeah. there's some stuff it's like woof. what would you do which thankfully they figured it out because uh clancy brown best thing about this movie so good here are the actors who were considered for the kurgan right off the bat rutger hauer was considered okay um which i'm i'm digging which sure. we're getting yeah we're not getting like hulking monster men as clancy brown plays him but just to you know i mean they, talking about blade runner uh Rucker Hauer played a very uh, dynamic villain. Instead, in 1986, he had uh, this movie, The Hitcher. It's kind of cult horror film. Yeah. And this bounty hunter movie, Wanted Dead or Alive, with Gene Simmons. So that's what he was doing instead. Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. Wow. Scott Glenn was considered for the Kurgan. Scott Glenn? Scott Glenn. From um, Silence Silence of of the the Lambs. Lambs. Scott Glenn. And I'm not seeing it even though that i will also is not my favorite scott glenn no the suit and tie suspenders i think scott the glenn only other thing i've seen him in scott is glenn. training day yeah which yeah. like he's just giving me sleaze in that now granted i've not seen all of his work mm-hmm. and actors famously can act this is but true. um i'm just i'm not i don't know i just don't mm. i'm not interested yeah. roy scheider was considered I think they must have had a very different idea for this. And Clearly. then when they got Clancy Brown, they were like, oh, no, no, let's make let's him go a ham punk in this direction. monster Let's lean into the daddy, fact that it man. is the 80s. Yeah, because the idea of a 1986 Roy Sh- of like a decade after Jaws, Roy Scheider is what instead in 1986, he was doing this sexy thriller 52 pickup with Anne Margaret. Wow. Yeah. 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 I'm seeing him as like a lawyer. Yes. something you know? he's the lawyer to the, he's the kurgan's lawyer 
<laughs> no, no. Listen, Gergen, Gergen. Don't say. Okay, you have, have you said anything about uh? You know, well, don't. Yeah, you've been lopping off heads and picking up these like right wing jingoistic gun nuts with your sword through the belly. Somehow that guy still lives. Oh, uh, but don't say a word. I'm your lawyer, Roy Scheider. Uh, Sean Connery was offered the Kurgan as oh. well. <laughs> they just wanted Sean Connery. They're like in this Sean movie. Connery. Just take your pick, and he's like. I'll do that one. <laughs> the Egyptian. <laughs> that's the one that makes the most sense. Uh, and that sound means it's time to play a quick round of Two Truths and Some Guy. The way it works, two of the following actors were up for the role of Kirkin. One was not an Amy Jo's to guess which is which. Your options are Nick Nolte, Arnold Schwarzenegger, hey. and Franco Nero. Franco Nero? Nick Nolte, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And Franco Nero. One of these things is not like the other. Well, they're all not like the other. This <laughs> it was is like, wild. which one? Which well, one is not like the other Franco two? Nero, you know, famously Italian, um, beautiful, beautiful man. Wow. This could, I, wow, this could go any direction. Arnold? I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Nick Nolte? I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Oh, you put Franco Nero in here to trick me? That's rude. As far as I could tell, Franco Nero was not considered. Oh, that's a damn shame. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. I could see them having considered Franco Nero. Uh, But no, Arnold turned it down and said he was doing Raw Deal in 86, where he infiltrates the Chicago mob. Why do we have multiple movies where Arnold infiltrates somewhere? This giant Austrian bodybuilder. <laughs> He's not blending in anywhere. Never. Uh, and Nick Nolte was considered, which is. Uh, ah, mean, that makes sense. Uh, of course you're candy. Yeah, God. Oh, I've been tracking you, Ramirez. Ramirez. You're going to be the only one, God damn it. <laughs> Where's the Highlander? <laughs> yeah, just him grunting and growling and like at these nuns of just like, hey, nice, happy Halloween, nice costumes. Da, 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 da. <laughs> just, I just want to see Nick Nolte in this outfit Dude. with this like <laughs> shaved, fake shaved head. Ew, it's so gross. <laughs> it's too. So unbecoming. Uh, but let's move on to Brenda Wyatt. Your thoughts on Roxanne Hart and probably best known for Chicago Hope was like her big thing. Oh, a show I watched every episode. Of. Oh, same. You couldn't miss couldn't, an episode. I, I love the adventures of Hope. <laughs> uh, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? Brenda, 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 Brenda. The top thing I've written here under my choices is I don't care. <laughs> um... I don't care. But maybe you would care with an actor that you cared about. Maybe. I also just feel like the writing not set up to help me care. This is true. Um, I hate that they have this romance. It feels so shellacked on. They have no chemistry together. No. Um, She's fine. She's fine. Like, I, I feel like she is not helped by the script. No. But I feel like there's more. I'm getting more like longing and romance off Rachel, which feels weird. Yeah. That also feels like there's some cut scenes there with her being I, like, I've been in love with you this whole I time. I like that like, they don't have yeesh. that because that feels uncomfortable, yeah. but it feels like I'm just getting more warmth off her than off um, this actor. So said that I don't care. Part of it is also, <laughs> I don't buy that this person is a cop. Um, so I've gone, my, my top choice here is someone who I'm like, I would buy that this is a cop. I don't mm-hmm. care if they well, have. not a cop. 
She is a cop. She works in forensics. That is a cop. She's just not a uniformed officer. I guess. But working as forensics for the cops, to me, it is not the same as that she's a cop. Yes, it is, though. Mm, All right. That is technically, she works for the police force, not as a consultant. She's like, she's not working in a lab. She's a specialist. I'm like, I I think that she's still doing her own thing. She's writing her books. She's working with her medals. She's occasionally, she's brought in once a year when there's a sword that's in a crime scene. But that's what I'm saying is the a problem with a lot of this is like, he's like, what do you do for a living? Oh, I work for the Met in acquisitions because what she does for a living is work for the cops. Okay. They're saying our Brenda. I saw our Brenda. (laughs) Our Brenda. Yeah. Meaning she works for us. So who's, who's, who's your, uh, Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand. Great. Coming in fully March Gunderson. She still is like, oh yeah, this, uh, we know she can do it. Oh, yeah, Norm. All these guys are just swinging their swords around. You're going to lose your head out there, Absolutely. don't you know? Absolutely. Another choice I had, and this, I think, would give us, like, more of the... She, she This actress just carries more um, I'm willing to be in a romance kind of film than Frances mm-hmm. McDormand, who's like, I'm going to do my own thing, yeah. you know? Um, is Patrice Martinez, who we just saw in Three Amigos as Carmen, mm, um, yeah. in Beetlejuice yeah. as Miss Argentina. Yeah. Um, uh, I then... Went with... She can make an ill-advised romance work. I think we've all seen that happen on screen, yes. Mm. Um, this is admittedly bonkers, but I'm more interested in it, and that is, weirdly gone with a Scott, uh, Michelle Gomez. Oh, sure. Just someone who comes in and I'm like, well, I don't know what your deal is, but I'm into it. Yeah. Um, which I feel like that's part of what's lacking with this both actor and characterization of Brenda, is mm. I'm just like... You're not clearly drawn. Clearly, since we can't even decide in this conversation what her job is, um, there's not. They haven't given me a lot. Um, and then I thought this actually would be like a place where maybe I would get a lot more out of seeing Melanie Griffith in oh, it. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Which I like, just someone who reads very modern. That's what we're getting yes. with the the Heather. You know, we're getting someone that can read more of like you were living centuries ago, yeah. and that's what we're getting with Brenda. We which is what we get from this actress. Is she's got a very modern feel to counteract with Christopher Lambert's ageless, vampire, countryless yeah. man about time in the world. I am from different places. Um, and then I I also thought you know it might just be helpful to sell this by just having like a, a someone who does the romance and everything but also is just like one of the most beautiful people in the world so i was like mm-hmm. give me halle berry give me halle berry i i buy halle berry sure. as like you know I, I think also if you have someone who is reading maybe a bit more ambitious yeah. like that that might help sell why she's like yeah, yeah just because they've just not built this character well for this actor no they sure did not. But I feel like I would believe that really strongly on like a Halle Berry or Melanie Griffith, you know? Yeah. I get the vibe that they're going for. Is this working woman yeah. who then is like, I'm now actually falling for this guy. Which I feel like down. any of these actors I mentioned, oh, Michelle I Gomez, maybe I mean, not, maybe but, not so. uh, but I no, don't but, care. But by the same token, I'm like, give me young Joan Allen. Give me yes. Annette Benning, oh, Give me yeah. a Marsha Gay Harden oh, or a Regina classic. King. That's yes, yes, yes. What I want, and people who also read is very intelligent, because I think you need someone who reads very intelligent, so that you're seeing the things they do in this movie, and you go, well, they must have a good reason for doing so, because they ain't no dummy. Yeah, that's my need. This actress, Brooke Adams, was the original choice for the role, probably best known for the '70s Invasion of the Body Snatchers with mm. Donald Sutherland and the Dead Zone with Christopher Walken. 
Then Catherine Mary Stewart of the lead of the Apple. BB. <gasps> Yes, BB from the Apple. She also in Weekend at Bernie's and Last Starfighter was cast, but dropped out. Sweet. Oh, we just watched we just the, Apple the Apple recently for the first for the first time. time. Uh, Jennifer Beals was considered. Wow, she's been popping up a lot lately. Uh, yeah. She was also. She is the titular The Bride in The Bride with oh. Sting and Clancy Brown. Uh, which that's actually you know, a great title for uh, oh, Bride of Frankenstein. Remake. The Bride, yeah, The Bride. Yeah. It's very like arresting. I'm like, I, I don't know what The Bride is, but <laughs> I feel like I The Bride. Now that's a wedding I'd attend. <laughs> a really uh, scary one. <laughs> um, but I could see that. Karen Allen was considered. Oh, I understand that. That's that's giving me more of what I want. Yeah, Kate Capshaw was considered. Okay. Surprisingly, not Alison Duties, considering they're just looking at apparently yes. the women of the Indiana Jones movies. Uh, she was in instead in 1986. Kate Capshaw was in this movie Space Camp. This is two years before Temple of Doom, which this tagline is so, so good because it's about these like kids at space camp who accidentally their rocket gets sent into space. Oh, no. And so they came to space camp with the dream of becoming astronauts. Suddenly, dot, 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 without warning, dot, 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 before they were ready, dot, 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 they were launched into space. What? That's the tagline. Before they were ready? They're, well, they're probably they're 11. Camp. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They're not ready. <laughs> but they're at space camp to learn how to be astronauts because all their dreams are to be astronauts. But yeah, it's but clear they ain't ready yet. They've only had, training they've only had a long camp? weekend. Oh, man. Uh, Lorraine Bracco was considered. Okay, now we're talking. I mean, I don't know what we're saying, but we are talking. We're saying, so- at least it's louder. It is louder and strident, whatever yes, we are it saying. It is definitely emphatic. It is emphatic. Glenn Close was considered. You think you're getting Glenn Close for Highlander? I think, no. I think you are mistaken. Although maybe she would have, because this is what she was doing instead in 1985. This movie I never heard of called Maxi with Mandy Patinkin where Glenn Close gets possessed by the spirit of a 1920s flapper. How have I never heard? I mean, it must be so bad. It's got to be If it's terrible. a Mandy Patinkin Glenn Close vehicle about a flapper and I've never heard of it. <laughs> about a flapper ghost. Oh my God. Well, I got to see it. We might need to check out Maxie. I mean, we at anywhere. least got to like do a highlights. We at least got to do a highlights. Oh man. Uh, Linda Fiorentino was considered. Oh. Which I would imagine her being I, quite young here. I but think so, but I'm into it. Her and Men in Black. I'm like that's what I'm. She's got her in like the last seduction. She's just so like no nonsense in a way that I think would really help this. So that then the love story becomes more of a turn, which I think it would, yeah, be helpful if it were like if it takes her by surprise. I dig that. Uh, Linda Hamilton was considered, which I'm also sure can totally say. Uh, instead, in 1986, she was doing uh, the King Kong sequel, King Kong Lives, where Kong gets uh, a heart transplant. <laughs> and this movie, Black Moon Rising, that I desperately want to see, which is about Tommy Lee Jones as this thief, Quint, who's hired by the Justice Department to steal incriminating tapes from a corrupt corporation. And the- I've already stopped listening. Quint, but he hides the tapes in the back of a hydrodynamic powered racing car that gets stolen by a hot car ring. So it's about a supercar and Tommy Lee Jones is a thief and Linda Hamilton is doing something possibly part of the hot car this ring. This is everything I do not care about. NFL. What? This might be the greatest movie I've ever heard about. It sounds terrible. Well, 
one of us will be I'm watching not, it. Yeah, great. You go right ahead. <laughs> I got to go to work later. You do that while I'm That's gone. what I'm doing today. <laughs> Diane Lane was considered. Okay. I'm like, yeah, you're just yeah. you're just considering real actors. Demi Moore. Like, you're yes, just considering people these, who can act. Any of these people. Yeah. Oh, Biggs Elizabeth Perkins. Great. Love it. Yes. Yes. Perf. She's used to falling in love with people that she shouldn't be falling in love with. She's got the experience and the know-how. Yeah. And, of course, Sigourney Weaver. And it's like, you ain't getting this. You is, are this not. is the year of aliens. She's like, I got to go to space. Sorry. Yeah. And before she was ready, she was launched <laughs> into space. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> That's honestly, that could be the tagline for aliens too. You know, they came to this planet with the dream of, you know, becoming astronauts suddenly without warning before they were ready. Aliens. <laughs> aliens. Uh, moving on. Our final person we're looking at, Ramirez. Amy Joe, your thoughts on Sean Connery and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? I mean, I'm glad he's having a good time. <laughs> he is saying these ridiculous lines as though they mean something. But, you know, he's do he's showing up. He's he, not no, phoning no. anything in. I mean he it. Is, you know, not I, just having a good time, but he has given us a good I time. I don't mean that. Like, by, by having a good time as an actor, I often mean that they are... Going above and beyond and enjoying yeah. the material rather yeah. than keeping themselves at a distance from it. You know, like, I feel like we're, we're in it. He's having a good time. He's like, look at this costume. You know, he's like having a having a ball, running on a beach, being like, yeah. I'm going to go drink with my old buddies, like, on the weekend and then yeah, come back to work. in Scotland. You know that he was just getting hammered with all yeah. of his buddies. Come on. So I think it's a wonderful selection, even though, again, the very idea that having one of our most famous Scots play a Spaniard in a movie mm -hmm. ostensibly about a Scottish person is outlandish. Um, okay, but um, uh, let me see. First choice, I don't know. I, 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 not first choice. I have a lot of choices that I'm okay yeah. with. Like, this is also a place where I'd put Javier Bardem. 100%. I want to see Javier Bardem adorned with these peacock oh, feathers. Oh, I mean, Javier Bardem with the page boy from No Country for Old Men in oh, this no, costume. No, don't give him the page boy from No Country for Old Men. <laughs> Just for giggles. At least give him the bleached bob from <laughs> Skyfall. <laughs> he does love a bob. He does love a strong hair twice. Mm -hmm. um, regardless, that would be fun. It's nice to be a flexible actor, isn't it? When I can, like, I can see you in multiple nonsense roles. Um, Antonio Banderas. <laughs> also would be fun oh yeah um i think sam jackson would be a hoot in this part mm, um this is also like an idris elba moment if we're going again uh more of this era maybe a richard harris if oh, you're giving me someone yeah who is like i will take yeah. up space um and then of course uh raul julia oh would love. be delicious. Raul Julia, role. I think, is my. I, I love so many of the options you just said, but Raul Julia, like, I'm so sad that we did not get a Raul Julia in that costume. In that costume. Talk about someone who is like, I can carry off anything you want. Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, it's 1986 or whatever. Yeah. Give me Raul Julia as Connor McLeod. Oh, yeah. I mean, we just didn't get enough Raul Julia. And Angelica Houston as Brenda. <laughs> and Christopher hey. Lloyd as the Kurgan. Hey! <laughs> Joke, or Joan Cusack as Brenda? <laughs> Joan Cusack as Brenda. Angelica Houston plays a Celia Emery role, which is Kate at the very beginning, who is like okay. dating Connor. Yeah. And then when he comes back to life, she's like, he's a witch! <laughs> She'd be great in that part. Just a little cameo by sure. Angelica. Sure. Um, I mean, I would. No, Angelica Houston as the Kurgan. Oh, no. Okay, no, now we're we gotta talking. show some movie. Uh, I would actually like Morgan Freeman in this role. I do 
sure. I would want that. Um, I could see, I mean, I'd like a Ben Kingsley. Always. I would love. Um, I mean, I could see the Patrick Stewart version of this, I think is a very, very Actually, similar vibe. This is a very, <laughs> now that you say that. <laughs> yep. Um, and like made more recently, I could see a Mads Mikkelsen Ramirez. Sure, I would sure. love uh, the Ken Watanabe Ramirez. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been recommending him a lot lately because he's so good on Better Call Saul. Tony Dalton, uh, I would love. Um, Benicio del Toro, I'd be oh, into. Yeah. And even like, I mean, if this is the vibe, if you're making this today, I see the Nick Cage as Ramirez. That that's who you're getting to show up uh-huh. to be your wild mentor. And then he'll work for a week and get his head cut off. Yeah. That's yeah. What I, could say. I mean, he would give them a lot of material from which to edit a performance. This is true. You could have a whole like separate like Anchorman, like wake up, yes. wake up Ramirez movie. That's just Nick Cage <laughs> going about nonsense. Uh, but yeah, all the scenes, Connery of scenes were filmed in one week. He had a bet with the director that they would not finish in seven days. And Melky won the bet and he was paid one million dollars for his week's work. Wow. Yeah. Not for the bet. But yeah. uh the opening voiceover, which is by Connery, overlaid with uh, that first first great Queen song. Which also, I'll say, for adding opening VO and scroll, still didn't tell us anything. Didn't tell us a thing. Um, but it has an echo effect, which is not <laughs> not Helpful. meant to be there, but is echo effect because it was recorded in the bathroom of Connery's Spanish villa, <laughs> where he had been working with a voice coach in order to, quote, perfect the Spanish accent he used in the movie. <laughs> He used a Spanish accent in this movie? That's what that's what uh, the trivia says for this film online. So I, I'm sorry. I think Lambert Scottish is better than Connery's Spanish. It is 100%. Be- abso- I can hear that he's attempting a Scottish accent. Some of the, like... R to like some of the R color is exactly right, and instead Sean Connery sounds like Sean, Sean Connery. Connery Ramirez. I they played this uh, voiceover for the producers over the phone, so they approved of it because they couldn't discern the quality of the recording oh, over the phone. So they were no. like, "Yep, sounds good," and they were like, "Oh, okay." Like, so we're not to do this again. Just that this is this is good enough, which is why it's echoey because he's recording in, in his bathroom. bathroom as like a trial yeah. oh wow yeah as for the other actors who were up for ramirez right off the bat lee van cleef of the good the bad and the ugly was considered which is like you want which at least with connery I, you need someone i think not american for this role it does so, someone yeah. that is give me an international flavor if we're gonna be like there's highlanders all over the world exactly unlike clint eastwood who was considered no no, no. No, I'm like, but I mean, you know, he did two movies with an orangutan. I feel like Clint Eastwood's not above doing this, but I cannot picture. I feel like they put the peacock feather cloak on him and he's like, no. yeah, I'm going to need you to take that off. He's playing like, you know, uh, his 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 Highlander and by Highlander, I mean, his immortal guy is firmly from the American West and his name like peck and paw. Right. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. I cannot see it. Malcolm McDowell was considered. <gasps> okay, I love and this. And I'm seeing that. I am absolutely seeing it. That is very fun. Yeah, I'm digging that. Instead, this year he was doing The Big Bad Wolf in, <laughs> Probably, yeah. um, in opposite Mary Steeburgs in Fairytale Theaters, uh, Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. Gene Hackman was considered. That's also like, I just don't. I understand the impulse for if you want someone of a certain stature within the industry to play this mentor right. character, but it's no. not quite the right vibe for if Mm-mm. you're. Now, maybe the Peacock thing was added when they knew it was Sean Connery and he got excited about the thing. 
you know, the I can't picture what kind of outfit you would throw on Gene Hackman unless it's his outfit from Young Frankenstein to make him look like he's not supposed to exist present day. Yeah, he he just really isn't like he does. The only period stuff that I feel like would work on him is like up, yeah. up to like early 1900s, maybe anything. He can still wear a suit in. He's got to be wearing a suit. Ooh, although just popped in my mind. Potential Ramirez F. Murray Abraham. I like that. I'd be into that. Someone else who's not afraid of a costume. Absolutely. Or Frank Langella, just thinking of someone who's not afraid of a costume. Um, I'm digging this version. Our Zoltar from last week's or two weeks ago, Supergirl, Peter O'Toole was considered for Ramirez. Zaltar. Zoltar Zaltar. is famously from Big. Right. Famously. I was like, Zoltar. Zoltar was a machine. Zaltar with an A, not Zoltar with an O. Because Zoltar Zoltar with with an A A goes goes, Zah, not O. Because Zoltar with an A goes squirt, not O. and Zoltar grants your wishes, don't you know? Don't you know? Um, but Peter O'Toole, that's Peter great. Vibe. That's Absolutely. great. We love it. Yeah. Give, he's he, he's played Henry VIII fairly yeah. recently before. The, not fair. I mean, I guess it's like 15, 20 years. But, you know, he's he's got the period costumes. He's got the vibe. He's got the vibe. Uh, and finally, Michael Caine was considered. And I'm like... Absolutely. Sure. Yes, absolutely. Instead sure. in 86, he was doing Mona Lisa and Hannah and her sister. Okay. So he, he was, was doing some. Ma, 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 much yeah. better off. Yeah. He was winning that Oscar. He's winning that first Oscar for Hannah and her sisters. And doing Mona Lisa in which she is Mona wonderful. Lisa, which she's great. Which she's excellent. Excellent. Bob Hoskins movie that I recommended before. And but I'll we'll recommend, recommend it again. again. But those were all the characters I found other casting options for. But there are a few characters I didn't mention. I want to briefly briefly touch on them we have these useless cops which is Ugh. john polito who i do love constant coen brothers they're, they're collaborator doing, they're doing the best but like why do they need to be there right and alan north who's the lieutenant frank morin who i best know as the uh as earl from long kiss goodnight who gets kicked in the head oh. by a deer and then dies in a car crash unceremoniously yes. after drunkenly to... groping gina davis yep 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 uh, goodbye earl and uh we have uh sheila gish as rachel who i think uh is doing some great work yeah, i kind of wish there was more is. of her and it's just like i don't know what you cut and what you to me, elongate in this, this film. is where it makes sense that they did make a tv series based on it yeah because then you can flesh out this kind of thing and it's more like the adventures of him i mean i have not watched a tv show i know nothing about it and i never will <laughs> but it feels like this is the sort of thing that i was like this would be better explored through like a long form limited yeah. series or or like you know yeah. a tv series because this is a very interesting dynamic and plot line and she i think is really yeah giving me something interesting i understand there's yeah. more to this relationship that i want to know about based right. on her acting yeah absolutely absolutely i haven't seen the tv series but what i'm imagining it to be like the one that the version of this that i want is like a case of the week highlander has to like solve a mystery in present a so procedural it, it's, it's a procedural and it, it will each each episode does take place half present day and half at some time period that he's lived so there's some mystery present day and the only what, what clicks it into place for him is some little glimmer of information that he's gotten from a past adventure so we're seeing like him in the wild west solving some you know with some tiff with a guy and that's what's like oh it must have been this kind of bullet that was used because i remember from fighting old dog macready back you in the wild west i understand this is the premise of every marple from but she, is she an immortal no but she like 
is she'll be in some situation where there's a murder and she'll be talking to like the, you know, uh, chief inspector. And she's like, this rather reminds me of Mrs. McGillicuddy's old basket of knitting. They're like, what are you talking basket? Well, it was all tangled up, you see, and you couldn't tell. So okay, many threads well, to sort out. But it's like all these little things that happen. She's like, this rather reminds me of when there was the beekeeper and blah, 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 blah. And that helps her. Uh, solve and unravel the mystery but this isn't just that but that it's the same thing as so many of these do where both cases are connected that it's like oh this guy is the descendant of that guy from that time period or complicated procedural but you know what i'm just selling the rights someone else can work out the details (laughs) copyright and almost starring (laughs) all right final thoughts amy joe anything we haven't touched on any roles that popped out or moments that you just have to get your two cents in about because they blew your mind. I felt, well, I don't know about blew my mind. I felt bad for the one immortal who comes in halfway through the movie in Central Park and then immediately gets killed. I mean, and he's like perfectly charming. I I was just like, I wouldn't mind more. We were talking about this when we were watching it. We're like, I wouldn't mind more scenes of like, immortals hanging out in the past yeah instead of like ah here we are old friend oh my god wasn't that century crazy i barely remember oh yes your famous jewel on the boston common cut to i drunk the 1800s away man i don't remember a thing Ah. yeah i don't think i have much else to say that i haven't already ranted about um I, i just want to read this one note that i had go with me here it seems like there can be more than one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I have. Well, it's made... not as catchy of a catchphrase as there should be only one. <laughs> I want there to be only one. And I want that only one to be me. I want to be the very best. Like no one, like ever, no one was. ever was. Yeah. Like no one ever, ever won. was. Uh, no, the only number one. Um, yeah, my final thoughts are, I'm glad we've recorded this because I hope it closes a chapter on me having to watch this film in the next decade. Um, Um, but would you be down to just put on the soundtrack? Oh yeah. But I already said Queen. I love Queen. I don't, who wants to live forever is a great song. I don't care that it's like over her old age makeup and her like and being like and you're wearing the boots i made for ye <laughs> like i don't i don't have to like i can leave that behind and enjoy totally. what is good which Absolutely. is freddie mercury which is freddie mercury and clancy brown in i'll end with this in march 2008 summit entertainment announced that it had bought the film rights to highlander to remake the original film Chad Stahelski, who's a director of some of these John Wick films, was announced as a new director of the reboot, which has been described to be John Wick with swords, which is, I mean, sure. Uh, With the reboot planned as a possible trilogy. We're just swinging for the fences from the jump here. And uh, as of uh, May 2021, Henry Cavill, our Superman, was confirmed to play the lead role in the film. So I'm like... I mean, you got the director of John Wick, so maybe maybe Keanu as our like Ramirez, Ramirez figure? type figure Great. to Henry Cavill. I'm into that. Um, and I don't know who you get is. I mean, or you're not just remaking, remaking. You're kind of doing maybe like a your own thing. But I think get Keanu in there as your Ramirez yeah. if he's not are going to be our, our Highlander. But. I'm interested because I think there's a lot of great I think this is the perfect type of movie to remake because there's a lot of great ideas that you can get rid of what doesn't work. I'm and just keep what does. make it better. Yeah. Learn from the mistakes of the past. Amy Joe. Yep. What you recommending this week? So 
I have started listening to this podcast called British Scandal that Alice Levine, famously of My Dad Wrote a Porno, um, is one of the two hosts, along with this other comedian, Matt Ford. And it is... It is like part them to, they go through all these like British scandals throughout history. So it's a lot of stuff that I like, I'm like heard of or about, but I don't really know the details of. So like right now I'm in the middle of uh, Hatton Garden, the mm. jewel heist. And then I listened to uh, one about uh, like the uh, Rupert Murdoch, like phone tapping scandals Ooh. and all this. And it just like goes through, it's like all the juicy details of people <laughs> just making stupid, stupid decisions based on power. I will say it is not the normally I don't like podcasts that are like recounting things that then use like imagined dialogue, but mm. the way that they do, they'll like break it up and like chat and be silly and adding stuff. And I I'm actually really into it. I kind of don't mind that. Like once I realize like, Oh, this is the format. Um, so it's, typically the only kind of uh, that kind that I've ever like enjoyed, but I think like the content really is really good. And they do, They'll usually be like three to five part series. And the last episode is always an interview with a real life person who was involved in some way. So when they did one on um, Robert Maxwell, uh, Gerlaine Maxwell's father, who was like a, a Rupert Murdoch's like main newspaper rival, they had a guy who had like worked for him as an editor who just like, and he's, um, Rupert, I mean, not Rupert Murdoch, uh, 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 Robert Maxwell is dead now. So they were like, you know, he was giving like all this like dirt on him and everything. It was just like, there's a lot of stuff. It was just like really interesting to hear the people talk about like what the experience was like of living through the thing or with a relative who like lived through the thing. So anyway, it's British scandal and you know, I'm enjoying it. Fun. Jeff. Amy Joe. What are you recommending? Oh, I gotta recommend this new movie, Prey, that just came out. You've been it's talking about it. so, so good. It is, uh, takes place within the Predator franchise, but is directed by Dan Trattenberg of 10 Cloverfield Lane. Also a great movie to revitalize a franchise by taking it in a new direction. Uh, and this film, it takes place in like 17-something uh, within this Native American tribe where let we follow this great, great actress amber midthunder who i loved on the show legion uh she's the woman like you know the tribes like they don't want her like the women don't hunt like you know you're so good at medicine you're so good at other things like you shouldn't be a hunter and she's like i want to prove myself as a hunter and a tracker and she decides to be tracking whatever this monsterman is that's trampling around their woods and it turns out to be whoops a predator uh but it is so badass She's such an action star. Right? People should be casting Amber Mid Thunder in everything. Uh, and the movie's a delight. It's an easy breezy. It's like 99 minutes. You're in and you're out. And it's so fun. And she has a great dog sidekick. This dog <laughs> rules. And I assume you do. Maybe you don't like this, but I'm sorry. But spoilers, the dog lives. So if that's your concern, folks, the dog will make it out and that that was my concern with our friends when we watched it was like if this dog dies i swear to god we <laughs> riot um but it's just it's so fun it's such a good action movie and it is annoyingly not in theaters because it should be seen on a big screen instead it's only on hulu so if you got hulu enjoy it if you don't just do it like a seven day free trial period that you don't have to pay for so you can watch it because it is the action movie of the summer folks and that's what we're recommending this week do you have a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of email us at and almost starring at gmail.com and let us know follow our shenanigans on instagram at and almost starring to see what film we're gonna do the next week before it drops in the feed until next time i'm jeff ronan i'm amy joe jackson and thanks for joining us to see who almost starred.